Welcome to Dadventurous. Wahoo! Christmas special. That's right. We are back again for another episode, but we're doing it a little different. We are deviating from the main storyline of Kia and company, and we are doing a Christmas special uh, somewhere else in the world of elsewhere. Somewhere else and elsewhere? Yes. Else- somewhere elsewhere. Elsewhere and elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> In the big city that we've mentioned several times of Athon. Hooray! And what's special about this episode? Um, well, it's for one, it's deviating from the main storyline. <laughs> and for two, we have a special guest. Ho. <laughs> <laughs> did, you say, did you say ho? I did. And ho are you? <laughs> uh, I'm the mom. Yeah, that's right. Welcome uh, well, to the podcast, The Mom. I'm the dad. <laughs> uh, I'm the DM usually. Maybe you didn't know this. No, I, def- I definitely That's know this. That's the daughter. Perhaps Hi. you've met her before. Yeah, yeah. occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> We've crossed paths. Yeah. Uh. I've seen you. I saw you like last week, I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the other special thing about this is that I am not the dungeon master. I am. Huzzah! And... Uh, the daughter is going to be taking us on this journey today. So she has written and prepared a story, a campaign. It's a... Uh, a one-shot campaign, A one-shot, yes. Um, that is Christmas-themed because this will be released around Christmas. Yep. But it is a Christmas special of a tale of what is known as... The Snow Light Festival in the city of Athon. Sweet. <laughs> um, so instead of our standard recap and all that, we're going to jump. No recap. There's no recap. We're going to jump into the daughter taking us on this adventure. Is everyone prepared? I'm so prepared. You say that with a uh, look of unpreparedness. <laughs> no, no. My character is very prepared. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, but. <gasps> Do you want us to introduce our characters now, or are you baking that in somewhere? I'm baking it in. You are a baker. To the Christmas cake. Is that a metaphor? (laughs) Kind of. Okay. Well, whenever you are ready, daughter, take us away. So, once every year in the city of Athon, which is governed by the uh, bog witches Mm -hmm. of the surrounding bog, obviously, uh, because they're bog witches. Um, Once every year, a festival takes place to signify the coming of winter. One bog witch, which we, whom we have here today, coordinates this festival. Festivals are, obviously, they don't happen on their own. And this event planner, this community outreach officer, uh, whom we have here today, (laughs) Mom, would you please describe your character? Uh, my name's Calvatia, and I'm a short little bog witch. I have kind of tree brown skin, dark hair, uh, green eyes. I wear green, like dark green robes, um, and I have a little glass amulet that has an opening that I carry around 
um, mushroom spores and little moths that I usually am clutching or fiddling with in my hand. I'm very busy. I am constantly flitting from item to item. I'm a little anxious. Getting ready for this big festival, it's a big day for me. You've been around for a while, you've done these, but it's still a big day. You are in a relatively big building, kind of like City Hall, basically. So it's the morning of the day of the festival. You're getting prepared for everything to happen at noon. You work with very few people, but one of these very trusted people is uh, Nettle Moonshadow. She's a thin elf with white hair, and she's basically your community outreach. She's your uh, social person. Nettle's talking to you about uh, the festival. Um, She's uh, basically, we zoom in on you and Nettle. She's saying, so, uh, Miss, uh, Calvisha, I have the, the, I've gotten word from the lighting department of that everything on the bog tree is ready. I have, um, we've had a very good, uh, acceptance this year of all these little local, uh, people wanting to come in and sell their stuff. Uh, are all had- of, are all of the vendor stalls in place all of the vendors are here they've arrived on time yes we're still we're still waiting for a couple but uh they still promised- still waiting for a couple <laughs> oh who are we waiting on what 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 number stall are, are they you know, this well, is supposed to be a character right <laughs> <laughs> excuse me <laughs> i can self project <laughs> uh, uh well we're waiting on about 3 there's the uh Oh no, nope, we have so nope. many. I don't Scrap know. Scrap them. Let's uh, let's <laughs> let's shove all of the vendors in together. Let's move them all in. Um, if they do show up late but still in time, we'll just tack them on at the end. If they're somewhere in the middle, we need to shove everything together so we're not having any blanks. Uh, yes, yes, of course, of course, my lady. Uh, my lady, are you fancy? I mean, <laughs> I am part of the Bogwitch Council. Okay, I gotta understand the yeah you're f- yeah she's fancy, fancy. I need to be. okay all right. just checking just checking um yes yes of course we'll uh uh yes we'll make sure everyone everyone is here we have the food stalls we have the oh i we have so many i didn't yes count, yes that's fine let's I, just make sure that there aren't any gaps let's uh the fireworks did yes uh the fireworks is uh great we have um the cannons are the firework cannon. <laughs> Continue. I I haven't heard any of this. So this is very interesting to me. I love it. Um. The yes, yes. The firework cannons are set up. We have so many different colors. Uh. The uh. The some the wizards are ready to ready to light perform. Them, ready. Uh. They're ready to perform their uh, shows. Excellent. Excellent. And everything everything seems to be on time. We've got the parade ready. Yes, yes, we do. Okay, yes, okay, have- just a few vendors. All right, let's just let's just close the gaps, and if they show up, we'll tack them on at the end. No big deal. Okay, uh, and at this moment, one of the newer co-workers, an intern. <laughs> Interns. <laughs> yes, an intern. I'm very picky I have about to know. who I include. <laughs> I have to know. Is this a paid or unpaid <laughs> intern? Uh, um, they're... He's paid with training. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Getting that experience. <laughs> Paid with training. <laughs> All right. Yes. Your, his little name tag says uh, 
His name is Aiden Groundswar. He's over by the fire, uh, fireworks and lighting department. Haven't really met him before, and he says, uh, Miss, Miss Counselor, uh, Mr. Cranberry is here. Oh. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> would, um, would you like me to go get him? I... Yes, please bring him, bring him in. I will make time. He's, he's waiting for you at the, at the, at the room. He, he chose this himself. I, I really didn't have <laughs> any control over it. Is he um, coming to me or expecting... <laughs> He's he's expecting you. Uh, it's oh, it's over in the south wing. Aiden, you have the fireworks under control. Yes, we do. Nettle, vendors, closing that gap. We're good. Yes, yes, okay. of course. Okay, I'll take I'll take a quick breather. Uh, hopefully, this won't be long. Uh, yes, yes. And uh, Aiden um, just kind of goes off down the south wing, expecting you to follow him. I I follow him. Okay, we follow you. Kind of uh, run run ahead a little bit. Uh, into this room. It's a small little secluded room. It's made for interviews. It's made for a small little two-person meeting. There's a table with two chairs. And here we find a very well-known person, actually. Uh, well, I should say well-known. Uh, <laughs> uh, here, he was here <laughs> for the Snow Light Festival and to interview Calvatia. Dad. Uh, yes, uh, we are introduced to a character that we already talked about this in the announcement, but if people didn't see that or hear that, I mean, uh, this character will be coming into the normal campaign, but we're, we already recorded those episodes and this we're recording a little bit earlier. So, uh, you see a gnome short, maybe four feet tall, three to four feet tall, well-dressed in travelers, like a traveler's suit. Almost like a suit jacket and pants made out of canvas material. It's I rugged. Like it. It's good quality. He has uh, books all over him, and he has spiky white hair and a mustache that curls out past the edges of his face. And uh, what he's doing in here right now is he is spreading out so many pieces of parchment, and he has his um, fountain pen <laughs> that he's tossing up and down in his hand, getting ready, and he's making notes about like all the different things he's going to interview Calvatia about. And then he also puts a little watch, a clock on the desk and sets the timer to like three hours. <laughs> My eyes just went so wide. <laughs> and, and, and then he sits and he waits, uh, humming to himself while. Okay. Uh, after you've uh, set the timer, you've, uh, uh, how, uh, how covered is this table and Completely papers? covered. <laughs> No room for anyone but my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, uh, Aiden comes in, followed by Calvatia, and says, Sir, uh, yes, uh, Mr. Cranberry, uh, here is Calvatia, High Counselor of Athon, and, uh, uh, and... Aiden, it's all right, I've, I've got this. Uh, um, oh, okay, and he leaves. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, Miss, Miss Calvatia Bogwitch. Hi, Mr. Cranberry. Yes, that's me. I am Mr. Cabot Cranberry. Pleased to meet you. And he reaches out a hand to be shaken. I um, <laughs> am clutching my amulet and I give it just quite the squeeze. My eyes are twitching a little bit as I side-eye all of your papers. <laughs> but I reach out uh, to give you a, a quick and handshake and pull back. And he says, wonderful. Now, if you would please have a seat, we can begin the interview. I hear we have until noon, correct? Noon o'clock? 
Um, no, uh, unless you're going to be following me outside of this room. Oh, you, we, a, a I, I have interview? That's fine. I have many, many things to still get ready. Wonderful. And he reaches in, scoops up all of his papers, and he slides them into his pack, except for, and he pulls out a journal, and he starts furiously writing, no time for lengthy interview. I breathe, like, just a giant <laughs> sigh of relief as the papers are all, like, swept and cleaned up. Is and... the timer still going? It's, yes, but I'll, maybe I'll adjust it to a timer until the festival. Just so there's a really pleasant, not anxious-inducing tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock happening the entire time we talk. Definitely. Like, <laughs> I, I, I twitch a little bit of just... Uh, okay, uh, you leave the room. On a walking interview. Well, first, th- let me first say that I am fascinated by the idea of this festival. I've, I've been covering festivals all around elsewhere, and I have yet to see this, the snow, the snow something festival? Snow, what was it? Throw me a bone, I don't remember what you decided <laughs> to call it. <laughs> the, the snow light festival. Ah, yes, this is a snow light festival. We have giant rock that comes and flies over the town at the same time every year. It's wonderful. We have big events that we put on to celebrate the coming of winter. Um, I think you'll really enjoy it. Now, when you say giant rock, is it a rock with wings? Yes, it's 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 the bird, the rock. Not, oh, not and a, he crosses not a boulder. out the K no. he wrote on the backside of rock. <laughs> oh, giant bird, sky, flying, festival, etc., <laughs> Yes, we have we have many things that we put on okay. many many performances that go on after after the bird has passed and leading through. Now I've been to one of the festivals in Scarlet Hill and it was fascinating, massive, beautiful. I really hope this one will live up to that. Oh, I'm I'm sure we can uh, meet your expectations. We we put a lot of effort into this one. It's our big festival for the year. Fascinating, and he starts furiously writing about it as he follows you to wherever we're going. Yeah, where do you want to head over the hours of uh, to the festival? I think I use this as he can kind of see a lot of what we do while I go check that all of the things that have gone wrong are actually being fixed. So I'm going to take him out of this interview room and actually head out into the town, into Main Street, where all of the buildings have um, decorations and lights lit up. There's a parade that's starting to be lined up. We've got the the floats and the people that are performing this, like upset up on a side street that's been closed off. And I'm going by and I'm making sure that they're in certain order. I'm looking for the hidden firework launchers that we have kind of set up all over. I'm just kind of glancing at them out of the corner of my eye to make sure that they're in place. And um, then checking the vendor stalls and looking for those gaps and making sure that Nettles had them closed up or that our remaining vendors have actually decided to, you know, show. Two of them have shown up. Two, two, okay. All right. But one is still missing, but you still have a couple hours. I make notes about these vendors that um, I'm going to kind of strike them from the list for future events. Um, I am a timely person and pe- people that can't be relied upon, I don't want to have them be on the docket for future events. So I'm making little notes too. And as you look down at the notes that I'm making, you see me write down brutal attendance policy. <laughs> 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 I, uh, I like um, it. <laughs> I side eye you and I 
think very, very much about hiding the future things that I'm going to write down. <laughs> Maybe so I'm a little less obvious. You know, I want to. I want my festival. This is my chant to be written in a in a history book. I want my name to be thought of positively. So that's that's what I'm doing. I'm okay. I'm pulling Cabot along and showing him um, the thing, the setup that goes into this big event. Now, is this like a festival that you are preparing all year? Like this one's finished and you have to get it ready for the next year? Is it? It seems quite complicated and fascinating. I always have plans for new themes in the back of my mind. Um, we have so many other festivals that we do that we can't have everything set in place um, a year in advance. But we do have um, the basis for what we're, we'd be looking for. Um, all year long, but we have many, many festivals that we're planning at the same time. We so have... your job is planner of all festivals, not just this one? Yes. I do all community events, uh, farmer's markets, little little things, little um, performances by the, by the kids, um, getting those up on, on things. But uh, yeah, I, I do the big city festivals for big holidays to try to include everybody but also just the little summer like things that are smaller and more intimate events too. Fascinating. And he is just writing down stuff about you and everything as we follow along. Is there snacks? Yes. Could I grab a snack? Uh, and would it cost me money? The stalls aren't open yet but you but the vendors are there so you could probably negotiate with one of the vendors. It would probably cost you there's like a fantasy version of Churros, probably. <laughs> I have, I've definitely have have vendors out that would have pre-made things that you could probably grab. Yeah, things like uh, candy fluff. Um, fantasy churros. <laughs> yeah, fantasy fantasy churros. fantasy churros. Like things. This this year's festival, its theme is all like ice and snow. It's about like a just like a crystal wintered. Is there rock candy? <laughs> I'm sure I have ro- like bird-shaped rock candy um, <laughs> vendor somewhere along Okay, here. I walk yes, up to the is. vendor that I find selling rock rock candy, right? Yeah. 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 Nice. And I walk over to him and I say, young man, please, I must have one of your rock rock candies. And I'm going to cast friends on him oh. because I want to get a deal on whatever. I actually, despite my appearance, am quite poor right now. <laughs> So I'm hoping this book works out well. Is that why it's a canvas? So uh, I would have advantage on a charisma check uh, against this guy. I would like to persuade him from however much it costs down to maybe nothing. I'm going to point at Calvatia a lot during my conversation with him. Like just, as if she's my friend. Just pointing. Yeah, like, I'm with the high community chancellor of coordination of... It's uh, high counselor. High counselor. That. <laughs> and, um... And she told me that these are the best rock rock candies in the whole festival. And I, I would write about them in my book if I were to have one to sample. <laughs> uh, this guy was about to say that they were going to cost one gold because these are Jeez really the hard wheeze. to make. <laughs> but... 10% of my earnings. <laughs> All right. But the, uh, because they're really hard to make, because it's shaping the rock candy. But with this friend's thing, he bumps it down. Getting the chance of being written in this book is like so amazing to him. He just he just like gives you one for uh, only five silver. Okay, I'll take it. He's like, um, 
yes, yes, uh, of course. Here, try one, please. I do. And uh, how is it? It's is it, pretty good. Is it the best rock rock candy in the land? It's it's. I mean, it's the only rock rock candy <laughs> you've had, but it's pretty good. All right. You write it in the book. Nice. Calvatia is, um, while Cabot is distracted, she's fiercely writing writing notes about about yes, this vendor is is you know helping us all out, and uh, I should look into him more for future events. And uh, Cabot comes back over, just the loudest crunch noises. <laughs> uh, he's just crunching on this rock. <laughs> <laughs> Calvatia is taking a <laughs> deep, deep breath and eyes closed and just like, and... <sighs> now when you... This is very like the actual mom, too. <laughs> <laughs> so when you speak of this large rock bird that flies over and signifies this festival... um, Big bird. You're not gonna, going to mistake it for anything else. Okay. I am quite excited. Calvatia, you would know that Glaciera, the rock, uh, as she has come to be known, just flies over the town. She does it once every year uh, to mark the coming of winter. Um, And you would know that if she landed on the ground, which she usually doesn't do, but if she ever did, her wingspan stretched out would be like 200 feet. This is a big bird. Dang. Well, and... I know also for the event planning that this rock is always like very very on a scheduled time. She's my kind of my kind of spirit animal. Knows exactly <laughs> where to be and is and is there. Yeah, she's always impeccably on time. She's like within she's usually on the hour ev- every year. It, her latest has been like 10 minutes after. Okay. okay. Very she's, predictable. Yeah. And that was because of a snowstorm up by the mountain. Mm-hmm. And so she's, everything's ready. And you guys reach the main square. Um, I, in the main square, um, I have set up a stage. Um, the stage is very highly decorated with, with actually like crystal um, snowflakes. It's got fake snow. The bog tree is all decorated in lights and it has a pile of presents underneath it that we gather every year to to kind of like a secret gift exchange hand everybody brings one and then it's all passed out randomly to everybody else uh, so so there's this big stage that we'll be doing like announcements on when the bird flies across and then um, the celebration will go from there wonderful and everyone gets a present everyone that brings one gets a present yes it's that, it's a it's a full open exchange it's very altruistic I think. I don't know if I actually know the meaning of that word <laughs> in hindsight, but we're going with it. Altruistic. We like to share and, and spread the joy, but um, they're, they're random gifts, thing, things that could be loved by anyone. Okay. Now, uh, the only other question I have is when the rock flies over the town, is there something that, that happens in that moment? Do you winter immediately start? Do you Light fireworks. What is it that that signifies the people's acceptance of winter? Well, we start off. We start off the festival. The parade would be coming down the street. Everybody um, then gets and gathers up here uh, into Main Street after the parade has happened, and and we wait for Glacier to show up. Yes, and Calvatia. The thing that signifies 
coming of winter is she is called Glaciera for a reason. She's not just your average giant bird, which obviously that's not very average, but she, <laughs> <laughs> her, every time she flies over Athon, there's like a major drop in temperature. Sometimes she doesn't always bring snow, but sometimes she does. She's uh, like basically cold, like naturally cool. emanating cold. And this is a huge change in season yes. when she comes, right? So it's yeah. a, it's a you're very going, obvious. You're going change. from autumn to winter. Yeah. Awesome. So are we are we going to sit somewhere special uh, to witness this event, or or is there more things that you need to do before we begin? I need to check in uh, with with Nettle and make sure that everything's in place, but um, this is just a timely thing, and uh, the booths should start opening up any minute if you want to um, peruse what Athon has to offer. Um, I'll be up on stage for um, for when the festival starts. You can, you're welcome to be in the front or behind stage. To I will be up front. And he wiggles his way up to the front. He wiggles his way. He's a wiggler. Uh, and um, I think he probably finds like a pole or the side of a vendor card or something. And he is going to pull out his collapsing pole and put a little platform on top that he, he often uses. He has a collapsing uses. pole. He has a pole of collapsing. I can activate it and it will grow to 10 feet. Hmm. And I think he's going to try to like put this little platform that he has on top of his pole and launch it up mm-hmm. and this like past world tech little telescoping you know pole goes from being one foot tall to 10 feet tall and he launches up 10 feet standing on this platform and then grabs onto something so that he can stay 10 feet above <laughs> everyone and get a great view uh calvatia you see this what do you think of it <laughs> I've seen a lot of weird things for people trying to get good views. It's just it's another one of those, you know, uh, quadruple stacked um, kids on top of shoulders bobbing around kind of event for, for me. So it's just, he wants the best look. I don't blame him. What time is it now? It's, what, how around, is it? it's around 11.30 in the morning. Oh, boy. So our, we're racking up to, like, the parade should be starting. Yeah, in 10 minutes, the parade should start, basically. You can go talk to Nettle. You can go talk to the fire, to the people, to the wizards at the fireworks department. You can go uh, do some stuff, and the parade will start on its own. And you, all you have to do is wait and be on stage. Okay. I find myself having been a little slowed down by Cabot. Uh, I wasn't quite prepared for things to be this quick to starting. Um, I'm quickly going around the stage and I'm lighting all of the torches that are used um, behind like behind the crystal snowflakes that are decorating the stage to make them kind of glitter and glow nice. um, as people are going to be coming. And I'm digging in um, to this little pouch that I have and pulling out little powders um, that Cabot can see. I know what they are, but I'm I'm pulling I'm pulling different ones out and popping them into the fires um, and making them all burn um, some different colors to give it kind of like a um, a rainbow gym cave kind of look up here on the stage. Like Cabot's it. eyebrows that are also bushy and white are raising in excitement as all these things start to pick up. Um, I also make sure that all of like the bog tree is all lit, 
but it also has um, little flame orbs that are up on it that I'm lighting up to, to be the lights that we have versus the f- flame to give it kind of a, a multi-twinkle look. I like it. I like it. Okay. Uh, just so you know, uh, listeners, the and Calvatia, the bog tree is... Uh, it's a bog tree. It's kind of scraggly, but all of these decorations makes it look actually really pretty. Um, and it's sure it's midday, but the flame and the glittering for the snow is like, it looks pretty. Um, but are you implying that normally without the stuff, they're quite hideous? It's not hideous. Is <laughs> that it's just a, a scraggly tree. Normally. I gotcha. Cool. It's getting livened up. And uh, nettle... Uh, Nettle comes over and says, Okay, miss, the, the parade is, uh, starting. We, uh, the fireworks are, the fireworks wizards are stationed. We have everything ready. This should be a great, uh, new winter. The, the magical, uh, clock tower, fantasy clock tower, basically, basically, goes, Dong! Dong! And starts at 12 chimes. And any minute, you're expecting to hear Glaciera's uh, screeching, very loud cry, um, and to see her in the distance. So did the parade go by? Or it's going by right now yeah, kind of thing? the parade is going by. Okay. Everybody should be gathering up towards the stage to watch yes. and like, get ready. And I have kind of behind my back or as, as very like small motions as I can. Um, to make it look like it's happening on its own, that I'm not the one doing them. So I do a lot of things with my hands um, that I can kind of disguise, like I'm fiddling with my hair, or I'm um, playing with um, my glass amulet that's filled full of the mushroom spores. I'm um, straightening out my dress, but those are the kinds of things that I'm doing as like all of these nervous ticks are also how I am getting out my magic and not having it be obvious that I'm the one that's doing it. But I'm making it look like like snow is starting to, to come down. Just some like little kind of like ghostly like smoke animals. Um, things, things like cute little um, bunny rabbits or maybe a mouse with like a, a little red cap on its head. These kinds of things that are like moving through the crowd. Just, just things that are entertainment. I like it. The crowd is gathering. It's it's in the thousands. Athon is a pretty big city. And uh, the crowd is gathering in the main square. More are coming in to watch from the streets. It's really big. And the clock finishes its final dong. And you wait. I'm looking up into the sky, waiting. You also hear a really annoying... Beep, 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 beep. As I'm trying to silence the alarm I set <laughs> on the clock on me, on my person, from up on my pole and a, not lose balance. A, cu- a couple people uh, look up and are like, what is happening? Um, and so the clock finishes its chime. You wait for a minute. This is usual. You wait for five minutes and nothing's happening. It's, it's completely silent except for the murmuring of the crowd as crowds tend to do. I'm sending out just, I'm constantly making little illusory things go. I'm, I'm getting nervous myself, um, but you know, she's been 
10-ish minutes. It's fairly predictable, so I'm, I'm not quite worried yet, but I'm sending out things to still be like minor entertainment or minor like background um, images just to kind of like keep up the spirits. Yeah. Okay. Uh, everybody is like uh, delighted by your things, by your little creations. This is, uh, this is expected. They're expecting for Glaciera to not be on the hour because she's done this before. And you wait another five minutes. You check the clock tower, which you can see. It's been 10 minutes since noon. And I'm looking at my clock too, shaking my head. I'm getting a little fidgety. Okay. Um, you, the crowd is starting to murmur. She's never been this late before. Glaciera the Rock has never been this late. I think noticing the shift in mood, Cabot would zip down off of his pole. Zip down? Yep. It goes, well, like, he would lower it. And then he would wiggle over <laughs> to Calvatia. No, it seems that something is, is going wrong. Did we have our times mixed up or... Oh, the time's not mixed up. I'm sure she'll be here any minute. Five minutes pass. <laughs> I am <laughs> so, like, tensed up. Like, this is this is not good. <laughs> like, yeah. And, like, the you look out into the sky towards where a glacier would usually come f- from the tallest mountain nearby, Everpeak. And the sky's clear. It's not like that one year when you had her show up 10 minutes late and there was a snowstorm in the distance. It's, the sky's clear. Everything seems perfectly fine. And you check the clock again, 15 minutes past noon. You realize that if she hasn't been 10 minutes, something's gone wrong. I gesture nettle up. Um, she says, uh, yes, milady, it seems. I project out into the crowd that... Um, no worries, we'll we'll find Glaciaria. Uh, the the festival will go on. Um, everyone enjoy the vendors uh, earlier than we usually expect. We'll see what we can do and and continue as soon as as soon as we've figured out what the problem is. Insight check. How ter- on, on, on on Calvatia? Oh, Calvatia? How messed up is she right now? Uh, I rolled a five plus. Uh, it's decent, but it's not that decent. I am definitely used to hiding how much things um, like really get to me. Like my nervous tics are things that constantly happen. So everybody's used to me being a little bit anxious. So I don't think he notices or, or knows. Been, Make a deception check. It sure. would have been an 11. You said deception? Yep. Nice. So I might not get a deep understanding, but... You don't get a deep understanding of why this is freaking her out so much, but you do understand that this is freaking her out. <laughs> and okay. that, like, you can tell that she's getting more nervous than she usually is. Okay. I, um, after I've addressed the crowd, I, um, turn to Nettle and, um, tell her to bring out some of the, um, small, like, hand fireworks that we usually save for a different festival, but um, we have we have plenty in stock in the back. And to hand those out so that people have the chance to kind of play around with the little, I'm, I'm talking about like the little yeah. um, sparklers, Sparkler kind of like style, yeah. fun yeah. fun little things that would be like a treat because we don't usually use them for this festival. Yeah, like, like sparklers or mm-hmm. firecrackers or things like yeah, that. Yeah, and have her open up the, um, the vendor carts early 
and maybe um, see if she can get the parade floats to stay up and displayed so people can come look at them like at a slower basis and they can come up and like be closer to them. They weren't, they're not going to be moving yeah. like a stationary parade that they can have something to do. Okay, she says, uh, yes, my lady, you, you do realize that uh, by using the small fireworks, the wedding department will have to emergency make more for the spring festival? We, we, have, we have plenty of time. We'll, um, we'll put extra effort into it. That's, that's what our new intern is for. Yes, yes, of course. Yes, Poor Aiden. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Gounsor will take care of it, and she calls him over from the crowd. And you, she, s- you see that Kelfasia has totally forgotten his name. It's just the intern. The intern. <laughs> the intern. I have addressed Nettle. I don't, the intern. Yeah. Is the, uh, Nettle's who works for you. Yes, this guy she, is just yeah, she call, lucky to be here. Nettle uh, calls over uh, Aiden, and she says, um, Mr. Gounsor, Get, get Burke working on the fireworks. We uh, need we need more. Uh, you just hear this conversation in the background, and he just says, "Um, yes, Miss Moonshadow," and he runs off. And Nettle's this is Nettle's other side of her personality. She's always nice with you, but to other like people, she's actually quite stern. <laughs> Sweet. And right. uh, this kind of goes on, and her, your fellow Bogwitches are up on stage. Your fellow council members. And yeah, I'm discussing with them what what we can do. Yeah. Would I be allowed in this kind of conversation? Um. Would you have noticed think, me approaching without your? <laughs> make I a think stealth I, check. Yeah, <laughs> I think I wouldn't have have um, invited you to join. This is a this is uh, a council matter. Uh, it's uh, fourteen. Fourteen. Uh, let me make a perception check <laughs> <laughs> for the council bogwitches. Since they're talking amongst themselves, everybody is kind of uh, anxious. They probably don't get a plus to their perception, so they don't notice you because I got an eight. All right. I am furiously writing down every bit of conversation that I can while you guys have your chat. Yeah, there's um, there's a circle of us from um, all over town. We're all distantly related. Um, so my, my aunt is another um, counselor. Um, but we're, we're all circled up and, and trying to discuss what to do. Um, I'm very much a city witch. Yes. And um, I have some of my other counselors deal with the bog and exports that we gather from the bog. Um, So I'm trying to get kind of a feel for who's going to go out. Okay. Uh, Your fellow bog witches, you guys are talking up on the stage. Cabot is sneakily writing down everything you say. As I do. Um, <laughs> your fellow bog witches are saying, like, what? Like, what is going on? And we need someone to go out and find find Glacier. And I say, yes, we do. Who, who are we going to send? <laughs> in true witch fashion, everyone in, in sync just, like, raises eyebrows, turns to look at you. And it just like, oh no 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 no! I'm 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 needed here for the event. Well, the uh, festival is postponed. It's not postponed. I need to be here just in case something else happens. That's what Nettle was for. You need to go find Glaciera. Her her nest is on Ever Peak, down to the southeast. You need to go. This is your event. This? <laughs> yes, you can. That. That requires boots, and and there's there's scrapers out there. 
I, this is, this is not, this is not my scene. I just like weasel my way into next to Kaveh. Uh, if I may, uh, your, your witchinesses. Counselors. Ah, uh, yes, uh, counselor. Uh, I, I would love to be a part of the expedition uh, to figure out what is wrong with Glaciar. So I will volunteer to go with Calvatia, who is going. I'm sitting there <laughs> shaking my head and just just going, no, 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 no. Uh, um, the, the one of the witches, your aunt, uh, says, yes, uh, yes, the Calvatia takes a little gnome with you. Uh... <laughs> Little gnome. Little gnome. We're very close to the same height. But I'm a short bog witch. You you are a uh, you are a gnome and you are a little Yes. Calvatia, take this one with you. You can keep an eye on him. And uh, find what is wrong with Glaciera. The uh, festivities will go on. Uh, we'll have Nettle and we'll have Nettle take care of it. And we need you to go and find this and take the what is your name ah <laughs> pleased to meet you i am cabot cranberry and i hold a hand up but i'm assuming they don't shake it. <laughs> no no none of them shake your hands okay uh you, you are like far beneath them and literally and yes station wise <laughs> all right understood and they kind of uh push you out and go like one of your uh, twice-removed cousins comes and gives you gear, gives you uh, the dreaded boots, <laughs> <laughs> gives you uh, like a coat, um, some rations, and sends you on your way. I feel like they were overly prepared <laughs> to shoo me outside of this town. As the doors close on Athon and we're yeah, stuck yes. out there, just you and me. Yes, it's a walled, it's a walled city. The doors, <laughs> uh, they they open the gates for you, and it's clo- and close. I've got these new boots the- on, and I am so sad that they do not match my dress. <laughs> um, they're very unfashionable. Oh yes. Uh, how uh, long is your dress, man? Um, my dress is definitely ankle length. I am used to having that that gliding, sweeping look. I like being at the front all of the time to um, announce these events and being very public facing. I like to look immaculate, and these boots just these boots are suited for bog. For trudging around in a bog. These boots were made for walking. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were made for bogging. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's what we'll do. I guess. Uh, <laughs> Cabot, how do you f- how do you uh, react to immediately once we were shoved outside? I have pulled from my pack appropriate travel attire. Still wearing the suit, but I have like a new hat. I am wearing lace-up, I have many hats, um, (laughs) laced-up leather boots that are also good for bog walking. Uh, I have turned my collapsing pole into the right height for a walking stick, and I have a journal and pen still ready to rock uh, in my hand. Ready to rock. (laughs) Ha-ha. And I am looking at Calvatia expectantly, like, after you, we must head out and we must find magical beast and what has gone wrong just big old frown and i um i pull my hair back and in, into um 
a little like gonna get this done bun. Um, but I'm still wearing my long gown. I try to, I pull it up on the side and tie it into a knot. So, cause I really don't want to drag it through the mud and the bog. <sighs> I look to Mr. Cranberry and I say, Cabot. Yes, my dearest Calvatia. Oh, I don't know if we're quite there. Um, <laughs> please, please lead the way. Do have a peek. And he starts trudging the wrong direction. <laughs> I <laughs> sigh and tap him, and um, and and I lead the way. I I know where the mountain is. I know where she should. You can the she should be coming. You can um, see the the mountain range, the mountain range, and the very tall peak of Ever Peak, uh, in the distance. It's and Cabot mutters under his breath. I was about to turn that direction. I, I'm, I'm sure, <laughs> as a bog witch. I was raised to be able to find my way through the bog, all of these little hillocks, um, the ones that are stationary versus the ones that are gonna go and suck us in um, to the to the depths. So I know the area, I just don't like it. So I'm out working my way through the bog, step and I tell I tell Cabot, you you must step where I step. Please please stay focused. Uh there is a road, but being a road in a bog it's and this is fantasy world uh it's pretty much the same as the as the rest of the bog except maybe it's part dirt and so uh you lead cabot on the way uh my only question for you uh dad is does cabot ever try to not step where calvacia step oh no he's pretty good this time <laughs> This time? I rolled for it and he got a 19. Oh, okay. He he took it seriously for the moment, and he is watching where he's going. Okay. I may I like make it. a habit out of rolling for whether or not Cabot does things, so we'll see. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay, you guys make your way. The mountain gets slowly closer. It takes a couple hours. I'd say it's around 5 o'clock when you get there. This is a long walk. Okay. You guys were probably jogging a little bit because you're anxious to get this going i'm assuming oh yeah there's a whole event that nettle's having to take charge of because my relatives and fellow counselors um <clears throat> think that i wasn't needed <laughs> <laughs> slowly getting ousted of the uh, community outreach program by nettle yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay <This> special training <laughs> Okay. Uh, yes, you were jogging, so this would have taken longer if you had walked, but that it's around 5 o'clock when you get there. You reach the peak of peak of ever peak. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. The peak of ever peak. Yes, uh, it is that. Um, and it's snow covered. You're used, you're used to not usually snow or snow when Glaciera brings it. But it's um, this is more snow than you're used to. It's like what you'd expect on a mountain. You guys have left the bog. Now you're up on this, and it's like thigh deep. Oh, uh, wow! It's like it's it's been snowing up here. Is it snowing right now or no? No. Okay, so it's just the. I say, well, this is quite deep in the snow. I don't know why I expected it to be different than that. But it's quite difficult to travel through. As uh, I did say, I and I meant uh, uh, yeah, thigh deep on a human. 
Oh, <laughs> not on a cabbage. No. Uh, Are you falling down? I'm a little I, bit taller than you. Am I waist deep? Yeah, probably. Oh, boy. So I'm really having to follow where you're stepping. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, Kavish is not much you. better off. Yeah. Um, can I look for a best laid path so that we're not necessarily sinking all of the time? Or this do is... we have do we have snowshoe equipment where we supplied with that kind of thing by I'd your say distant cousin? <laughs> your distant cousin, yeah. Twice removed. Um they probably wouldn't have expected snow up here. They're not used to it either. Yeah, they're not used to it either. And so you guys are not given snow boots. And I will say, nobody really comes up here. This is a tall mountain. There's no path. This is rock territory. And we are aware of that. Okay. And so that, and people are generally afraid of rocks because they're giant big birds. So as we start trudging our way up here and it's we're moving very slowly, is there a evidence of these rocks up here that we would like know that we need to start looking for a den or something like that i'd say that or should i roll for it the i think yeah 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 you should roll for it survival or nature whichever one is better they are both a plus four hmm. <laughs> <laughs> cabot has never seen a rock Nope. Nor a glaciara, nor has he spent much time on a mountain, apparently. So he thinks he's looking for rock tracks, but he's probably finding actual rocks because <laughs> I rolled a two. Yes, you are finding several snow-covered rocks, but no rock tracks. Okay. And, um, Calvatia, uh, would you try to look for this at all, or are you just trudging along? I don't, I don't know what to look for either. I don't leave the city so I'm actually going to take out like my little dousing rod that I have um, that is an item that um, can detect magical items. And I'm hoping that because the rock is kind of a magical creature that I might be able to um, sense a direction that she's from. Okay. You pull out your little uh, dousing rod of detecting magic. And uh, you pull it out, start sweeping it around, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. And um, off to your, in front of you to the right, basically, it's pointing that way. It's vibrating like a lot. Okay. Like more than you've ever really seen from like, you know, Glacier is magic, but this is more than that. This okay. is like, it feels like Glacier plus something. Mm. Plus something, eh? <laughs> I, I nudge Cabot and point in that direction and show him my dousing rod and a cool item that I've that I've That's, got. That, I probably would be pretty fascinated by this like past world tech dousing rod that detects magic. I guess lead. I might lead the way. I guess in this situation, if you want me to head that I'm, way. The snow's gonna be rough. We can. Do you want to make? something like break off branches and make little snowshoes to try to like we could do that the other thing i could do is i could give you i don't know i'm afraid to use it Mm -hmm. i think i'm gonna just say let's just trudge slowly for now and i'll say i will lead the way to the cave that you are pointing or the thing you are pointing to does it just look like a mound of snow it's uh you're it's over it's over a hill Okay. Uh, uh, well, it's over a 
Well, then Cabot will slowly trudge his way up to the top of this little spot to look where her dowsing rod was pointing. Okay. In front of you, you see, through the fading light of the sun, a past world building. Uh, you've seen past world buildings before. You're an explorer of sorts. And you are... This is big. Like, you've probably seen some big past world buildings before. You've seen... Mm-hmm. tall ones you've seen wide ones it's got a domed roof that is um that is has little like rest uh like holes in it okay but not not nearly big enough for the bird that calvatia described and you've um you see this building it has the weird stone that you've come to be known that has come to be known as concrete. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, that are the wall. That's the walls that are made out of metal domed roof. And in front of this, you see near what looks to be an open door, but there's a mound of snow in front of it. And in front of this mound of snow, spitting more snow on top of the mound of snow, is a scraper. Oh. A pretty big one, actually. Oh. It's like. Like, judging by the size of this big building, it's like 20-ish feet tall. Jeez Louise. And, but the big building is like 100 feet tall, so this is tiny compared to that. I, I, I grab Cabot and total, like, panic, like, yank him behind a tree or a rock, something there's, maybe nearby? There's a border nearby. Okay, I tug you behind the <gasps> rock. <gasps> <laughs> what? Did you see how huge... But did you see how huge that scraper was? Massive. And it was spitting snow? Yes, it was. I look at my dousing rod. You look at your dousing rod. It's vibrating in the direction of that building. Like, you've probably felt your dousing rod wobble in your back pocket uh, when the Snow White Festival happens when Glacier flies over. So when when you're pointing at, at the building, you get the same level of magic that Glaciera would give. Mm-hmm. Pointing it at the scraper, you get a little bit more. Okay. So, but I can tell that there's two separate yes. vibrations coming from, okay. But if you point it at, like, the mount, like the middle of those, like, distance, mm-hmm. you get the strong vibration, the plus, the okay. Glaciera plus something that you were feeling before. Okay. Well, it, um, I don't know. Do you suppose that this is where the bird is? Is this logical that she would be here? Seems like it could be a good nesting ground for, I mean, oversummering. But then we have this machine scraper that's spewing snow. Perhaps it is trapping the, the bird. I'm assuming we can tell that this is kind of where the entrance yes. would be. There, you can see, like, peeking up from the mound of snow, like, a tiny half-foot gap okay. above. Not not nearly big enough for a person to get through, much less a rock. Well, we are going to need to get a closer look, I think. And so, I can make us a bit sneakier, if you would like. Uh, we would have to stay stationary. But if we could get closer and get a closer look and hide inside of a special device that I have, uh, if you want, or we try to find our way around the building. I'm not sure, but it's fascinating. 
Um, also a like, fine plan. It's looking right at the door. Make a perception check, both of you. Okay. I got um, it. Wow, oh, I got oh. a nat 20. I got an 18. Well, that's not too bad. Wow. Okay, both of you notice as you're saying that, that you see that it, it is staring right at the door. It's uh, focused on spewing snow up at the door. But you see off to the side a little human-sized door that is partially snow-covered, partially buried in snow, the entire building. Uh, but above it has a little green sign. You can barely make out in common that it says, Service Entrance. Hmm. Hmm. We could try to distract it one direction while we sneakily enter the service entrance the other direction. Find out what's going on. I like that idea. Um. Perfect. And then Cabot is going to pull out a device that he has on him. A device. Uh, it looks like a little square block, but on the top it has perforated holes in it like a like a speaker of sorts <laughs> for the people who know this stuff oh. uh, and there's buttons on the side and um, he's going to look at it and she says now what I can do is I can speak into this I can make a noise and I can set it somewhere and then it will it will make that noise after a time so we could we could cause that kind of distraction I have a clear little disc that reflects the image from around you that also hovers and um so i am going to in this sense give you my unseen servant oh okay yes Um, mine is magic mouth that i'm doing (laughs) to take away your in elsewhere form okay how far can it move uh 60 feet oh okay so we can send it away from us not too far it's risky so it's but going to need to be within 30 feet of the creature okay so 60 feet from me this um so we're gonna have to get close before yes. we do this you would the scraper it's got a little like tube on its mouth that's spewing snow up and uh, it's basically a big block of wires pipes okay uh old uh, like old headlights Parts and pieces. Parts and pieces. Okay. So can we get close enough without too much trouble? Or are we going to need to be stealthy to get over there? You, it seems to be that the scraper is comp- is like almost completely focused okay. on spraying snow. So then I will, let's say, let's sneak closer and then I will put my device onto your device. Mm-hmm. And we we'll send, send it off of the type. opposite direction of the service entrance door. And I can say 25 words <laughs> into it, and it will repeat it back at the volume I want or whatever. <laughs> so I am going to, before we do any of this, I'm going to run back towards where we came up the mountain far away, and I'm going to yell into this thing, assumedly very far away yes. from the thing. Yes, you're over the hill. Hey, look at me! I'm... Cabot Cranberry, and I think you smell, and I yell into this thing, and then I run back over to you, and I place it on there, and we send it off that direction. And I give a little wrist flick out for my reflective disc. Is this like a D- DVD? No, it's a mirror. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just a piece of mirrored mirrored glass okay, okay. that kind of like hovers. I, I just like flick that out, kind of like frisbee throw. Um, just so it skids across the ground. 
you guys do that, you flick your you flick your little <laughs> as Dad called it, the DVD <laughs> <laughs> out um, with the speaker on it. And it activates and it goes, "Hey, you!" And it says the message I said. Okay, the uh, um, the scraper stops blowing snow for a second <laughs> with a big like. It turns towards that uh, thing, and it's got it's got little like snow treads on it. That and so it's going. Um, it's starting to move towards your little disc and your little thing. I say, let's go. Rush to the door. Okay, you guys. It's partly buried in snow, but it's it's you can force it open. It okay. opens inward. All right. So. I force it open, and okay. we dive in, and I close it. You close it behind you, okay. A little bit of snow got in, but it's fine. Over, uh, you can see from inside now, on, on, to the, to your right, is the big snow pile that's partly inside, a covering from the inside. You can see huge metal doors that are open, but the snow pile is blocking this. They're only open part way, and so... The snow pile is blocking this, and inside you see bunches and bits and so much stuff, like hundreds of pieces of broken past world machinery. Mm. Arranged, there seems to be like little go-karts, there's uh, wings of airplanes, there's uh, like all of those little things that you would, that our listeners would know you would find in an airplane hangar. This used to be a past world airplane hangar. Now it's all broken down and rusted and everything, but all of these uh, bits of machinery, an old past world machinery, machinery are arranged in a relative a circle shape. And at the center of the circle, you see a huge 200 foot wingspan, snow white, Blazing blue eyes, yellow beak, bird. I gasp. <laughs> <gasps> I go, <laughs> But that must be the winter festival bird. Yeah, this is Glaciara. This is Glaciara. Yeah. Um, Beautiful. And I start crying a tear. <laughs> I don't know how friendly she is, but we need to get her out. Um, does the bird notice us? She gives you a little glance. Um, but, like, she is the type of bird that eats elephants. You are beneath her, uh, notice, again, uh, metaphorically and physically. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she, like, glances at you, notices the two pesky tiny people uh, that come in, and she's like, I don't care, and, uh, like, goes back. She's she's intently staring at this uh, snow pile and is like, you can see, even though she's a bird, you can kind of tell that inside her head, her gears are turning. She's trying to trying think to of Trying to figure it. out what's going on. Yeah. So she's just very stuck. I guess, well, if Glacier is not bothered by us, we should dig her out. Mm-hmm. We'll still need to deal with that snow thing. <laughs> but we can start by by is there clearing the door. Is there no other way out? For the bird. For the bird? Yeah. No. The oh, holes okay. in the roof are like they're sure there's holes in the roof, but they're not. The only way to fit her out holes. would be the snow. Yeah. Is it a, a glass roof? Something that we could no. possibly okay. It's it's metal. Okay. So we need to get this bird out so she can continue this beautiful festival 
that's been very disappointing so far. And um, I, I, I'm I'm very <laughs> offended that it's been disappointing so far. There's mean, been a lot of other things. I don't mean it's just the bird was kind of the thing. anyway. Look, and um, we. I, I don't know. We'll have to get it out of there. But that thing looked massive, and I don't know how long our distraction will work. I will say, as you say that, your message uh, is complete. And, like, the scraper, you can hear it going, and start coming back. Okay. And is it is it continually starting to spray snow again? It isn't starting to spray snow until it's coming back to the pile, and it's... It's still a ways off. So we might want to try to do this now? Yes. Oh, boy. Is the snow, like, like loose? Can I can I dig at it? It's Is the pretty... Are we going to need to be, do something a little more explosive? It's pretty packed. Pretty it's, thick? Okay. It seems that this, that this scraper, to build a pile this big, like, these doors are 50 feet tall. They're huge. This, like, this, um... This scraper has been going at this for a while. It hasn't. Okay. It didn't just start a day ago. Well, I suppose a thunder wave might help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would help. Uh, and so I think Cabot goes. Well, I suppose it's now or never, and he's gonna pull out this past world tech, this like megaphone, and he's going to go over and nod respectfully to the rock. Gee. Be like, just. One moment, uh, this will be interesting. And then he's going to go, blah, into this megaphone and essentially cast Thunderwave. He's just blah. Well, yeah, because he just needs to make a loud noise. I'm going to cast Thunderwave with the intent of destroying snow slash pushing it away. Because Thunderwave has that, like, push out of ten feet. Uh... Do you want to make a constitution saving throw for your snow <laughs> or should, how do you want to do that? I'd say, um, yeah, since it's snow, I think it's make a constitution save at disadvantage because okay. snow doesn't have health. <laughs> okay. Uh, so let's see. Uh, doesn't a weapon count? You had to get a 15. Aha. Okay. So I'm going to, do you want me to roll damage? I'd say... Or is this just the effect of it getting pushed back? I think this is the effect of getting pushed back. How far does it get pushed back? It's only 10 feet. (laughs) Well, uh, But but it is 2d8 thunder damage also, so... Well, uh, luckily for you, these are big doors in a big snow pile. They're pretty tall, Mm -hmm. but they're not very thick. So your thunder wave, your blag goes, blah, and out this wave of sound. You can... You can just barely see the shockwave, uh, Calvatia slash the rock, um, and the snow just, uh, just like blasts outward, pushing this just started blowing snow again, scraper, um, backward. It's, uh, little headlights, two little headlights flicker on and off in alarm. The snow is cleared. The doors, you can now see. They've, uh, they're double beamed, they're metal, they're green for some reason, and uh, the, they're open. They're wide enough for this rock to, if she, tuck, if, she took her, if she tucked her wings in, she could go through. I don't know what right. to do now. I go, uh, ah, we did it! Now what? The, I, can I peek out the door and see where this snow um, blower thing 
is? Can I see where the scraper is? Uh, yes, you can see it uh, amid a pile of uh, now loose uh, snow. Uh, it's tre- on its back. It's treads like spinning and uh, spinning, trying to get back up, kind of like a beetle or a tortoise on its back, and it's trying to rock its way back up. Can I um, call my unseen servant? Yes. Like closer, not back to me, but closer to try to like redistract it. So I'm just trying to pull the unseen servant to a new location so that it sounds, but within within the sixty feet from me. Okay, you can you can easily do that. The as we're calling it, the snow the snowblower is trying to rock its way back up. Okay, so uh, and it's it's almost there. It this is can, is the rock looking like she's trying to get out now? Do we need to get out of her way? Uh, speaking of that, behind you, you you hear a doof, doof, as this rock steps out of her nest. Oh boy! And uh, and is is free now. She's uh, she's enjoying not being stuck in her uh nest anymore. And um. So she's coming towards the doors. We we need. That's a big bird that's gonna squeeze through those we doors. We need to go. We need to move. I. I guess I'd very nervously step out into the snow and um, try to make a dodge back towards the boulder. Back towards the boulder? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can you can do that. The I will say, though, make a stealth check because oh the snowblower has rocked back up. Oh, no. It hurts. It hurts to see. <laughs> it hurts my face. Well, I rolled a 13. I got a nat one. <laughs> What's your plus? Uh, it's a plus four, I think, but I don't know that that's going to matter with the nat one. It is a plus five. I got a six. Neither of you got it. Oh, boy. I was way too nervous. I'm stumbling over my dress because the knot came undone <laughs> um, as I make my way to the boulder just you're, like like the, kind of trying to catch myself as the, I trip over my feet. The bottom of your dress is soaked now because it's snow. I am so sad <laughs> but I am also just like you know heart beating really I think, fast. I think Cabot got caught up in the excitement of it and started to take notes <laughs> and forgot he was supposed to run away. Oh. Uh, so this with the, with the big the snow this 20 foot tall snowblower basically mm-hmm. uh comes up sees your message going and then and is like where where is this coming from because it sees it sees where the where the message is it hears where the message is but it doesn't see anybody there and then it turns to you mm-hmm. out of it the corner of its headlight eyes yep and that turns, checks out <laughs> and uh, turns to you and is like incorporeal things uh, are less important than uh, corporeal things and so it's with a again it starts rolling towards Calvatia and where do, where are you? I didn't move. You I didn't got a move. nat one. You didn't move. You're still in the doorway. Well, I mean, I think I stepped out of the doorway, but I didn't make it as far as Calvatia. Okay. Uh, it starts moving toward the... I think it starts moving toward Calvatia, since uh, from its position, this is the easiest to see. And 
uh, starts moving towards Calvatia. Just as that happens, though, the rock, Glaciera, the big white bird, uh, is, shoves her way through the doors, and a you, and you've never heard, you've heard birds, uh, like, screech before you've mm-hmm. heard eagles and talks and things like that um when you hear glaciera screech a big bird like screech it's not uh quite as quiet and tranquil as you uh as smaller birds and this uh she with a big she knocks the snowblower over in her uh, in her rush to get out and this bird she has space to stretch her wings now but she doesn't take off because um this snowblower uh, she's kind of mad with the snowblower because <laughs> uh, it got her stuck in her den she was asleep and now that she's awake there's a, a giant machine to kill and so um but she's going to run uh with as much as a bird can run uh, towards towards the edge of the peak. There's kind of a plateau up here. Uh, uh, the border was just a hill on this plateau. And so she's going to try to run towards the edge of the peak. And the snowblower, again, now that it's on its side, instead of at its back, goes and starts going towards Calvatia, which is now where the rock is. And uh, everyone's focusing everyone, coming on you. Well, it's now focusing on the rock. Okay. Because okay. the bigger threat. Uh, and you were left behind at the doors. I rolled a nat one and got left behind. Yeah. That's wonderful for um, me. No. No. Um, <laughs> that's not great. Uh, can I? I will ask everyone to now roll initiative. Oh, boy. I rolled terribly. Oh, I got a 19. I got oh. 10. <laughs> well,. You're very lucky because Calvatia, you go first. Cabot, you go second because wow, really? Uh, because <laughs> the um, the uh, snowblower goes third, and the rock, in her uh, excitement and uh, to be free, goes uh, oh my goodness. the last. All right. Uh, because I rolled a five and a four for my uh, wonderful NPCs. So for what me. is what is my situation? I've got the rock that's running towards me and yes. the snowblower that's turned towards the rock but is kind of towards me. Yes. Okay. Am I? Did I make it to that rock that I was trying to hide behind? I'd say you're about mm, you're about forty feet from the rock. Okay. So I'm pretty far. I, am I way out, kind of in the open? Then you said plateau. Yeah. So is it just kind of like a big old open snowfield? Yeah. Okay. Like, there's a little bit of a hill that you guys came over, but otherwise it's just a big old snowfield. Um, does it seem like I am in danger from the rock as well? I'd say that now that she's aware that you guys helped her get out, she'd probably try to avoid stepping on you. But I might need to watch out for myself a little but bit. But you are in danger of the snowblower, Glaciera, possibly stepping on you if you're directly in front of her. I take out um, I take out a scoop of the poison mushroom spores that oh. is my bog witch magic from the the glass amulet that I have around my neck. Um, it's a living mushroom. I take a scoop of the spores and uh, cast it 
towards the snowblower cast I, I curse it with hex um, my my Bogwitch ancestry. I can make use of these spores in a past world tech magic sense, but it's a living entity. It c- constantly creates more. Yeah. Um, so I cast that, and I am hoping that it's, it's snowblower ability is what I want to hex. And then I'm going to dodge towards the boulder um, just so that I can try to find a place to hide. But okay. I know I'm not quite there yet. I've yes. got some distance. So You've got some distance to it. Uh, the spores settle on this snowblower, kind of like distracting it a little bit. And it is now Cabot's turn. Cabot's going to kind of look and see that the rock passed him by, the snowblower passed him by, Calvacia's running away, and everything's going away from him. Yes. But he doesn't want to get stuck up here on this mountain. And so he takes a second to reach down in the boots that I mentioned earlier, his leather tie-up boots. Yes. He mutters to himself, and he's like, always have to do things the hard way, and he taps the side of the boot, and uh, suddenly, like a blur, uh, he zooms forward, and this is his boots of speed. Oh, nice. Uh, Cabot is going to, doubling his walking speed, would you allow me to either make a roll or to do something to snag Calvatia on the way so that we both end up behind the boulder? I would say, yeah, you could probably make a uh, dexterity. I got an 18. Mm, okay. You, I'd say you can grab Calvatia by the arm and yank her behind the rock. So that's what I do. You suddenly, like, see a whir approaching you of a white-haired, white-mustachioed, small little gnome going, Here we go! Another adventure! And he snags you by the arm and pulls you behind the boulder. I definitely gasp. <gasps> And kind of like uh, choke on um, maybe some snow, a little bit of spit, a little bit of just like you know, I'm not I'm not a shouter. I'm just definitely going to like inhale and. <laughs> and we dive behind the boulder. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. Now it is the snowblower's turn. Oh. It's a snowblower. It's got snow treads, but it's not very fast. It is going to pick up its speed a little bit though and dash to your uh, spot. It it can't attack you because that is an action, but it, it, it is going to use its action to dash towards you to try to get, get as close to you as possible before it buries you in snow. And that is its turn. Now, however, it is the rock's turn. The rock is about, was about 20 feet from the doors. So now it's going to move its a very slow 20 feet, because it's a bird still, towards the edge of the cliff, which is past the boulder, but it's not nearly there yet. It's it's still very far away from the edge, and slightly, only slightly closer to you guys. Okay. But the, the snowblower is now in front of it. Okay. This is going to be very exciting, because I have a fancy uh, little thing called a random environment table. Oh, boy. Uh, which goes as initiative 20, which okay. Calvacia did not quite get above, and so the snowblower twists around and tilts his little snow tube basically down to the ground and blasts snow, moving it 15 feet forward. Oh, he, like, launches himself? Yes. <laughs> So he's only five feet from us? Yes. 
from the from the boulder. Yes. So I am going to like I see it. It's launched itself forward. I'm going to my my heart's just beating, but I'm going to rush up because it's only like five feet from us now. Yes. So I'm just going to lunge forward and um and touch it with some of the spores that are still on my hand oh. um, from my bog shrooms. And I'm going to uh, bestow curse. Oh, um, cool. Nice. So I just summon through for um, bog witch magic and bestow a curse. And while um, cursed, the snowblower has to make a wisdom saving throw at the start of each turn. Oh. And if it fails, it wastes that action for that turn doing nothing. Oh. Okay. I guess I've moved five feet. I'm gonna um, gonna turn around, like try to run further away. This isn't you something I want to. F- I, I'm not a fighter. No. I am. I'm gonna try to run uh, just as far away as I can, and I okay. get a new location. Twenty-five feet. You're heading back towards the edge of this plateau. It's it's Cabot's turn now. It's my turn. Yes. I think we need to get off this mountain. I guess I could just keep running. I got my boots of speed. I think I'll just use all my movement, all my action, everything I can to get us as far away as possible. Okay. That is a <laughs> another natural one. Dice jail. Uh, I'm making my way towards the edge. Yes. Okay. You are around 20 feet from the edge of this. Of this plateau. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what I'm going to do when I get there, but I want to get to the edge. Yes. Okay, cool. Okay. So that's my turn. Okay. That is your turn. Um, okay, now it is the snowblower's turn. Your action, you have to make a wisdom saving throw first because oh, you've yes. been cursed. Yes, I do have to make a... I'm assuming a four doesn't cut it. No, it doesn't. So you failed, so your action is taken away. So you can okay. still move, but you're not going to be able to dash. Okay. So this snowblower is just sealing that curse sink into it. It's It's just going to move its 30 feet. It does not have a bonus action. Huzzah. Okay, so now it's the rack's turn. Uh, it flaps her great wings and she takes off. Um, she flies over. She's much faster. You're flying. She's a bird. Yeah. And so she she flies over, dives, and scrapes the scraper a little bit and uh, knocks it over again. <laughs> uh, uh, she's an expert at knocking scrapers over, apparently, <laughs> and uses the rest of her movement to dash, uh, to get to you guys. Oh, okay. You got, you are now next to this rock. Now I roll my handy-dandy Okay, table. go for it. The snowblower flips back up again uh, using half of its movement, and it is now going to like shift uh, like gears almost and it's a tube and sprays out instead of snow freezing rain oh boy which is going to hit the snow in uh, in front of you and as freezing rain works turn it into a slab of ice on your next turns you are going to have to make dexterity saving throws or treat the ice as difficult terrain okay and so that is the environment table now calvatia it is your turn Make a dexterity saving throw. 17. Your boots, uh, they don't have uh, spikes or anything on them, so you're easily able to hop onto this ice and skate across it. You can move at normal speed now. So um, I, I 
dash to the edge across we're the, only 20 feet from the edge yeah, yeah you can just move oh, okay yeah I, so i go to the edge and i um actually i'm going to use some of the speed to start climbing down this portion then okay you're you're going to start climbing down yeah uh yeah uh, i told you dice jail real good at rolling but what did you say dex dex, dex saving throw mm-hmm. i do have a plus five I got a 10. Sadly, you slip a little bit on this uh, ice, and despite being the adventurer you are, the bog witch, who is a city witch and not used to snow, did better than you. You now treat this as difficult terrain. Well, luckily for me, I have the boots of speed active. (laughs) Yes, you do. Otherwise, I wouldn't have made it to the end. So difficult terrain means my normal walking speed, which is 25 feet, so I can still get to the edge. With half mm. movement. Yes. So I sp- I think I'm spinning. I think I'm way flailing. I think my feet are skating around on the ice and mm. it, I'm struggling and I barely make it to the edge and I think I fall on my butt a little bit right as I get to the edge of the cliff okay. and grab on. Okay. Now it is the snowblower's turn. It's not worried about this ice, uh, partly because it's a uh, ways away from it, but um, it is now going... Two. Going to first make a wisdom saving uh, oh, throw. Oh, yes. I keep forgetting of that. It's been cursed. Nice. Three doesn't cut it. No. So it's going it to do fails. nothing again. It loses its action. Okay. It's just going to move 30 feet. You guys are uh, pretty much uh, out of its reach for this turn anyway. I'm free and clear. Yeah. Okay. And now it's the rock's turn. The rock doesn't isn't worried about this. It's, it's, its claws can easily crunch through this thing. But it is going to take flight, uh, swoop down to the edge of the plateau. Just as you're about to climb down, this rock f- flaps her wings, zooms over the ice, and uh, reaches down her claws. Oh, boy. And grabs you two up. She's not used to grabbing the small prey, but she's practiced a lot, and so she grabs up uh, you two and flies out over the edge of the... Ah! Calvacia's eyes are just really, really big, and you can just hear her just breath huffing. (laughs) (laughs) But... You know, not not shouting uh, like Cabot. Are you taking notes? And uh, I was going to say, I shout for a while, but after a moment of just, like, taking off, because we're just flying over this uh, off this mountain. Yeah. So we're, like, mountain height in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, he screams for a little bit, but then I think, yeah, he's kind of overcome by a sense of wonder, <laughs> and he starts furiously pulling out his all-purpose fountain pen and his waterproof page journal <laughs> and starts furiously writing notes about Glaciara and its talon size and its uh, feather count and uh, all of you're that. You're counting the feathers? Yep, and I look back and I'm trying to see what happened to the scraper as we take off. Yeah, the scraper is furiously blowing snow at you, completely misses, and uh, distracted in its uh, snow blowing at you, uh, it goes a little bit too far <laughs> and... Uh, I suppose you could say face plants over the edge of the uh, plateau. Um, Calvacia sees none of this. Her eyes are squinched shut now. After being super, super wide, they're just as squeezed as tight as can be as she's just clutching her, um, her, her glass amulet just super, super, super tight. Isn't this wonderful? I shout over the, the wind swept. I very 
imperceptibly, like, hardly see it, shake my head the tiniest little bit. I know! It's great! Not paying attention to her at all. Just Definitely assuming. wasn't nodding. <laughs> Definitely shaking my head. <laughs> and Cabot is just furiously writing notes, and now he's laughing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> fascinating! Just, uh, just fascinating? That's his catchphrase. Uh, fascinating. <laughs> I see. Um, the You guys are out. You can see, uh, uh, may I say, her talons are about one foot uh, in size, she's a pretty big bird. Nice. Just for your uh, note taking, and um, I think this is the moment that we'll come across this later. But Cabot's next book that he's working on after the festival book is a book of the fauna of elsewhere, the creatures of the land, and I think this is probably the instigating moment. <laughs> of him thinking that that's going to be his next book. I like it. I like anyway. it. Anyway. Okay. This will come up in the future podcast. Uh, okay. You guys are flying out. Glacier is flapping her wings, bringing a... You look back, and from the from the mountain, it wasn't really noticeable. because. Uh, but as you guys fly out, a trail of snow follows you. Oh, cool. A, a trail of cold. And as you fly over this li- very far away uh, below you landscape... Uh, the snow starts falling down. You can see tiny, itty-bitty little people coming coming out and reveling at this. They, they've waited for hours for this rock to come along and bring winter, and she finally did. And so as you guys fly out in the distance over Athon, you can see the little, the large buildings that now look tiny from this height. You can see over Athon clouds. Uh-oh. But... Not normal clouds bearing rain or snow, precipitation at all. You see, they're pink, iridescent clouds. Uh, Occasionally, a neon flash of lightning goes through with with thunder reaching you several seconds later. You're still very far off. And you see this. The storm is clearing. And Calvatia just has her heart just sinks. Um, because this event was supposed to be, like, her moment to shine. Cabot is a very famous writer. She was hoping that this would, you know, her name would be in a book somewhere, talking about her events and how special, um, what she does is. And there's this darn magic storm going over the city. And it's like, everything that could go wrong has. It feels, uh, like, pretty devastated. As Cabot in the background is going, this is amazing. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, Calvatia does not recognize that it possibly could be. Um, and if he thinks that this is amazing, it's not because of her. And he's like, she's just, she's doom and gloom right now. Uh, I will say you can notice like no rule required that the buildings, the visible buildings don't seem to be changed. It seems to be a lesser magic storm, not some of the terror, that's not some of the big ones. It was just over Athon, and as uh, you see this, you guys are coming closer, and a couple minutes later, this rock lets out another one of her screeches and dives into the city. Into the city? 
<laughs> oh my gosh, dives, this really big bird is... Dives into, <laughs> dives into the main square. What a good way to bring cheer and calm to people. Uh, yeah, this Madison. bird that we usually... <laughs> like, for the event, we usually just watch her fly by, and it's all like, ooh, ah. Oh. Oh. And now there's this big bird that's just suddenly like, plop. <laughs> <laughs> Are we still in its claws? <laughs> what? Are we still in this rock's claws when she lands? Does uh, she like land kind of like drop us? I think, or? I think just before she lands, she kind of, she drops you and then uh, swoops swoops down and, and slows herself down. And where is she landing? Is she landing like in the square? In the main square, which, oh is, which is big enough to contain her. If it's big enough to contain a... A thousand or so people. Then. That's true. That's true. I um, definitely don't catch myself when she drops me, and it's kind of like a tumble roll <laughs> stop. Um, and I'm just sitting, laying there on my back, just staring up at the sky, just going, why me? <laughs> and it's just, it's um, quite the affirmation that I never want to leave the city again. <laughs> what's going on in the city, and what's the bird doing? And what's the state of the rock rock candy vendor stand? <laughs> These are the three important things. Make a perception check. Okay. My goodness. I bought the coolest dice. And they just roll so poorly. Uh, perception is a 10. A 10? Yeah. Uh, well, meter beat. It's meat. Okay. Uh, you notice that the the rock, the first thing you notice is the rock rock candy stand is fine. Wonderful. The shutter uh, the shutter is closed, um, but uh, the state of it is fine. Okay. The candy still looks impeccable. Perfect. Almost sold out though. <laughs> <laughs> My eyes go wide like Calvacious on the <laughs> rock. <laughs> uh, the second thing you notice is the rock is like kind of preening herself, uh, fixing fixing herself up after this flight. And the third thing you notice is that there's there's some people around. They notice this rock come in and are screaming partially because of the rock coming in. They're not used to this big bird coming down in into the Athon. The other reason they're screaming, though, is that all of the presents under the bog tree are missing. And as you look around... You see, the reason they're missing is, well, why would magic storms have the possibility of creating <laughs> scrapers? And so you can see hundreds of wrapped presents are coming around and are attacking the towns, the few townsfolk <laughs> that are left. And a couple, a couple of the, like, you see a nettle moon shadow, Calvacia's co-worker, fighting off a couple of scrapers. You can see... Some of the other high counselors, like, there was obviously a crowd still here, and people left. And now this is what's <laughs> left of uh, the the defending force the of chaos Athon. chaos in the town square. Yeah. And I'd like everyone to roll initiative oh boy. again. <laughs> I got an eight. I got a seven. This is exciting because I, because I got two nat- natural 20s. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Exciting for somebody. <laughs> um, a group of four presence comes over to you uh the the glacier has noticed this uh this chaos and is starting and is starting to like packet presents and like ripping them up as they try to climb on her okay and but a, a group of four undamaged presents comes over to you 
uh, they rush over to you on little uh, like wrapping paper legs, um, and two of them uh, spread out from their backs, from their little square backs, little wrapping paper wings. <laughs> and uh, two of them take flight as... Uh, okay, so the first one is going to uh, pull out from the inside of its box a little wooden... Uh, obviously, obviously made out of the box, uh, like short bow, basically. Okay. <laughs> uh, and uh, is going to try to hit Calvatia. A thirteen hit. No, that misses Calvatia. <laughs> okay. Good thing my presents aren't that smart. Uh, <laughs> uh, so this uh, short bow isn't very well made. Uh, and it misses you entirely. The arrow curves off to the right. <laughs> the second flying present is going at Cabot, who is I'm staring up. up at it, making a drawing of it right now as it attacks me. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's also going to short bow. The other one is going to short bow you. Does a 15 hit. It does hit Cabot, unfortunately. Oh, oh no. Okay. This little wooden made-by-magic storm arrow goes into you for a total of the max damage of eight damage. Oh, boy. I don't like that. <laughs> it hurt. Okay. Uh, and now it is one of the uh, non-flying, slightly larger presents is going to rush up to Calvatia mm-hmm. and try to basically punch you. Okay. Uh, with its wrapping paper fist. Does a 16 hit. No, that misses Calvatia. Okay. What is your armor? 17. What in the world? I'm a beefy stout little thing. And <laughs> a, uh, ooh, I'm assuming a, a seven, or an eight doesn't hit as well. No. Does it have two attacks? Uh, He chose to do a multi-attack. Wow. We gotta take these guys down. Mm-hmm. Um, But he missed both of them. So... He's now, that is his uh, missed turn. Calvatia, now it's your turn. Okay, so I stand up. Yeah. Um, There is a there is a uh, large present next to you. Okay, and these ones that were just trying to hit me? Mm. Like, they're, they're, two of them are flying, and the ones are, are flying, next to you. But are they fairly close? Are they? They're about 20, they're like 20 feet up in the air. Okay, and then the ones that were on the ground, are those because they were trying to punch, right? They're they're right up in one the business. Of, one of them was is next to you. The other one is still okay. And then um, out of the corner of my eye, all of my um, my fellow councilwomen and Nettle and anybody that's fighting these, does it seem to be doing like a good job of like? Are there any that have been defeated or wrangled there, yet? There are several uh, inanimate, uh, beaten up presence on the ground. So it looks like fighting them is yeah. is successful. Okay. Then I am going to um the the nearby fire that I have that is lighting all of these crystals on the stage. I'm going to um reach into my pouch and um pull out some of the explosive powder that oh, I have. Nice. And I'm going to chuck it into um into the into the torch into the flame barrel. And I want you to make a constitution saving throw for anything that you think is close enough, um, which is a 10 foot range. It's okay. not very far, but anything that you think is close enough, I'm making this fire like like pop. Yeah, you could easily throw that. Okay, um, so you tell me how many are close enough to this thing. 
I'd, I'd say the two the two ground ones that okay. were fighting you. So can you make have them make a constitution saving throw? Yeah. That is two nines. They are blinded. Oh, okay. Which is disadvantage on tackles? Which, which one is this? The two the two melee hitter oh, nice. boxes are are blinded until the end of my next turn. Okay. So yeah. through their turn. Yeah, so disadvantage on disadvantage on attack rolls. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm going to um, to sp- grab some more spores from my mushroom and throw it up at one of the flying ones and um, put hex on one of the flying ones. Okay. Okay. Um. Now it is. Cabot's turn. Okay, so I am going to, first and foremost, I'm going to say, Counselor, come to me! Or, wait, no, I'll move. I'm coming to you! And he runs over uh, to, next to Calvatia. Okay. Within 10 feet. And as my action, I'm going to cast Warding Wind. Ooh. And so it's concentration. But okay. it, what it's going to be is I think, I think Cabot is going to set a vacuum cleaner on the ground <laughs> that he has, like a little portable one, and but switches it uh, to blow out, and it creates a swirling vortex of air around them, this past world tech. A 10-foot radius that moves with me and is centered on me, but oh. she could be in it. And it does deafen us inside of it, so we can't, so we can't hear. However, attack rolls with ranged attacks have disadvantage against us. And it's, the area becomes difficult terrain for creatures other than us. Mm, okay. Half so speed. they'll move slow. And the ranged guys won't be able to hit us. And then I am going to cast... Um, what you'll see is I'm going to throw into the air what looks like a journal. <laughs> and as it goes into the air, all the papers explode out from it and form into the massive uh, size of a pen... <laughs> made out of paper, and it is my essentially my spiritual weapon. And nice. I'm going to put it next to one of the flying guys so that it whacks it. So I'm going to... So you see this big pen made out of paper. Uh, rear back and whack this present on its metaphorical head. <laughs> um, does a 18 hit. On the flying one? Yes. Yes, it does. I did nine damage. Nine damage to one flying present. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That is your turn. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to stay near Calvatia. Okay. The last, the melee one, uh, was, is going to now treat the space around you as difficult terrain. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's, and it's blinded. And it's blinded. So it can't move very far. <laughs> and, and it has, has disadvantage. <laughs> okay. It's going to try to move to, uh, towards Cabot, so it's, uh, made life harder for it. That was the point. Uh, it's going to get to within five feet of cab of you, Cabot, but it can't. Can't er, do it. It's a deck. It's still five feet away. Oh, sweet! Ha ha! And so now it is my tw- two flying presents turn. They would need to. It's disadvantage on ranged, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was hoping they would come down to me. <laughs> but yes, they're going. They're not very smart, so they're going to. Uh, the both of the flying presents are going to come down. So they're all trapped up in my wind a little bit. Yeah, yeah. They're all and all the presents are five feet away from you. Okay, so they're all pretty close. Yes. Wonderful. <laughs> uh oh. 
So is that what they're both doing on their turns? There's a melee number one who is next to you, Calvatia, mm-hmm. and so is going to try to punch you again. At disadvantage. At uh, disadvantage. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, I got an eight and a natural one. Oh, nice. <laughs> it, it missed me great. Yes. <laughs> that will be its turn, actually. Right. So now it's... Do you have any big Calvatia. boofies? Um, I don't actually have anything that is... Um, That's fine, because that I is, do. Yeah. So I'm actually going to cast um, a magic missile um, at an upslot. For me, that is pulling out like um, a firework tube. <laughs> um, and I'm going to shoot... It, it's going to be kind of Roman candle where I'm going to shoot four blasts. Um, at each um, one at each one. Oh, nice! So I'm going to like kind of kind of do this like spin maneuver to get um, four little Roman candle blasts. Nice. Just give her. We'll start with the first one, kind of thing. Um. So melee dude. Melee. That just tried to hit me. Okay. Um. Five damage. Okay. Uh. Five damage mm-hmm. to melee one dude. Okay. Okay. Four damage at melee two. Okay. Mm. Okay. Five damage at flying one. Five damage at flying one. Okay. Add to the already damaged one. Uh, three damage to the last one. Okay. Flying present number one is looking pretty and then, hurt. Um, the one that I placed a curse on, which was uh, flying one that was hurt, yes. is going because it's hexed. It is going to take the a one d six extra damage. So it's going to take an extra two necrotic damage. Okay. Flying number one is looking pretty hurt. One of its wings is torn. It's smoldering slightly. Okay. I'm so excited. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I lined this up so perfectly, potentially. Cabot, pulling out the megaphone once more, mm. cranks the gain up on it, the volume up on it to 11, <laughs> past the point of max volume, and he goes, uh, what does he yell? <laughs> he probably yells something clever. He goes, <laughs> you were so excited. I was so excited. I'm not sure. Ah. Performance anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> no? Uh, he's going to yell writer's block really loud. Writer's <laughs> oh, nice. block. And uh, with this loud burst of sound, right. I can do a 15 foot upcasted thunder wave. Boom. Of thunder damage and pushing away from us. They gotta beat a 15 constitution saving throw, go! 15? Okay. 15. Two failed and two succeeded. Okay. Uh, the two that succeeded were both 20s. Oh, nice. And Rolls. were they the two flyers or the two? No, one was a melee and one was a flyer. Okay. I'm upcasting this at third level. Okay. Which is 4d8 thunder damage. <laughs> and pushing <laughs> 10, 10 feet away, but half damage for those that succeeded. And not pushed. Okay. 24 thunder damage to the ones that failed Ooh. and 12 to the ones that succeeded. Okay. 24? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and my last third level slot. Okay. Well used. Well used. I feel so proud of myself using a spell. 24. I was really hoping that they wouldn't keep shooting and they would come close. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh... Okay, for the uh, one, uh, for one flying present, which is the only one that is dead, uh, how do you want to do this? 
I only I only took out one. Yes, but uh, the one of the uh, one of the melee presents and one of and one of the flying presents are looking really badly. Okay, hurt. okay, okay. I think I shout Rider's Block really loudly, uh, and it blasts a sound wave of, you know, explosion or whatever enough that it unwraps the present and reveals to me what was inside. What was inside is a it's a, it's a box. Because oh. you can't. It's, Darn it. It's a, wood, it's a wooden box. <laughs> it's a wooden box. But uh, the the lid is open, which is where it pulled out the crossbow. Ah. Uh, which was part, uh, which was, it tur- the lid basically turned into a crossbow. So oh, okay. you could look inside. <laughs> we'll look at what's inside the present later. I just want to defeat these guys. So my spiritual weapon could still hit the other flying one? Yes. Okay. I move it over to the other flying one and I say, the pen is mightier than the sword. Thirteen. Thirteen. Thirteen for damage? Oh, oh, to, oh hit. to hit. Ooh. On a flying one. On, on a flying one. Mm. Does it hit? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really why. long no, honey. <laughs> okay. No, it does not. Um. Uh. Now it's melee's. Yeah, it's the other melee guy's turn. I was trying to think if there's... I don't you, think there's any reason for us to move. Probably not. No, not if they're this close. Okay. We're in the ward, your warding wind. And- okay. Yeah. Melee, uh, melee guy, uh, one of one of them, they're all pushed 10 feet back, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, the... Okay, so melee guy, um, the less damaged one that was not pushed back is going to uh, run up and try to punch Cabot because it is ca- because you are causing this. Okay. And it is a... Doesn't take much to hit old Cabot. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming an eight doesn't hit. That uh, does not hit. Okay. Second attack. And a five does not hit. Uh, Just my baby. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, so I'm assuming an eight and a five do not hit. Nope. Okay. Um, that is this present's turn then. And it is now back up to the single remaining flying present. Who is going to... going to use all of its movement, because it's difficult terrain, to come in and try to uh, punch Calvatia. Okay. Uh, With a... uh, Eight doesn't hit... Neither does a six. No, no, it does not. My bad guys are rolling really terribly. The curse of the dungeon master. Yes. <laughs> Full circle, um, except I also roll re- really terribly as a player, apparently. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and now it is um, damaged melee's mm-hmm. turn. Who is going to come up and try to punch you? Bring it on, come on, <laughs> as they say. Ooh, I'm assuming a 22 hits. That do hit. <laughs> I... I have a 13. No, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, uh, for a total of max damage of nine damage to you. Ouch. Okay. Um, that is its action, actually. It's turn. Now, uh... Calvatia's turn? Calvatia. It's your turn. So, lay of the land, we have one flying and two. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to actually load up another wand, uh, another Roman candle, 
style launcher to shoot a uh, magic missile again. So one dart to each of them. Flying, we'll start with, is a three. Okay, uh, three damage to flying prison? Yeah. Okay. Three also to um, the super injured melee. And three also okay. And two to the remaining melee. Okay. And then is the flying one the one that was hexed, or is the dead flying one the one that was hexed? I believe it was the dead flying. The dead flying one. I think it was one. too. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I cast out um, some more spores and hex um, whichever one looks the most unhurt. The uh, the melee present that is next to Cabot. Okay. Cabot, it's your turn. There is a uh, there is a melee present right next to you. Okay, I'm going to try a fun little spell, oh. but it will drop the wind. That's okay. Oh. I am going to drop my wind spell, i.e. turning off the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> uh, you're going to see uh, him pull out a weird little orb with spikes all over it. Uh, squishy in nature. Oh. Almost oh. like a <laughs> dog toy. And he is going to throw it. Up into the sky at the remaining flying flying dude. And this is uh, what it does is when it gets there, it stays stationary and it shoots out. All the spikes become hard and shoot out a little swirling cloud of spinning blades. And this is cloud of daggers in cool form. I like it. Uh, Can you, a creature, oh, it just happens. Creature takes a slashing damage when it enters the spell's area for the first time or... On, the turn on a turn, or it starts there. So if I make it in his area, he takes the damage, correct? Yes. Yeah. Nito, There's no to hit. bag of just... Doritos. Um, I'm casting it at second level. It is 4d4 damage. Okay, here. That's fine. Sorry. Okay, I started with two fours. And then I got 13 damage. How do you want to do this? I wanted, I wanted to, to explode into... Wrapping paper shreds. Wrapping paper shreds, and the box is now covered in spines. And I let the concentration on that whole thing drop okay. it down to the ground, and it is a spine box mm-hmm. on okay. the ground. Uh, I like that. Um, and then I uh, can my bonus dude guy go? You're, oh, yes. My spiritual... You can, can you move him down to the other... He can move 20 feet. Oh, yeah. You're, that one's easily... <laughs> I will rear back the pen. Actually, this time the pen of paper is going to create a stabbing motion. It's going to stab its ink pen into one of these melee guys. The weakest looking one. The weakest looking one? I got an 18. Uh, to hit? Yeah, to hit. Uh, yeah, that hits. Here we go. Seven damage. Seven damage. To, to the, the weakest. The weakest one? The weakest one. Again, how do you want to do this? It collides with this... Uh, wrapping paper, and it like shreds it apart like it was a shredder machine, and the box is left un, untouched, okay. and is now not my turn. Or it's and that's my turn is what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm done. Well, it is actually now last remaining box, so it is going to try to hit one. Try to punch a Calvation. One try to punch Cabot. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the wind is gone, so yes. Calvation. Mm-hmm. Does a 18 hit? It does hit. <clears throat> yeah. You're gonna take some damage finally. I'm, I'm gonna take some Yay, damage. Not just me. Okay. That is four damage to uh, Calvasia. Okay. 
That is it. Last ditch effort to survive. Is <laughs> <laughs> Calvatia's turn? Yes. So Calvatia is so beyond mad at how terribly this event has gone. So she goes full bore. Like and um, this, this present is just going to take the brunt of her anger. And um, she pulls out um, a big mortar looking firework big old bomb looking thing <laughs> um and hurls it at the melee dudes does it deal um, half damage or something nope so she misses <laughs> and uh so she she hurls this bomb thing she, it was her it, it's her big bang um but she's just she's so mad and so like like but also trying to see how everything else is happening around her um she chucks the mortar just too far and it tumbles off the edge of the stage and she stomps her little foot in um wait. in frustration wait i have not done this once this entire time what did you get i got a i rolled in that one i don't S- think that your your inspiration well you got a seven yes i got a seven okay it would be a d8 to add a d8 or potential there is i think i would say I think you would see me defeat all these things, and I would say, Calvatia, you've got to believe in yourself and the Sky Whatever Festival. I believe in you. And he is going to look you in the eye and give you inspiration. <laughs> what did you get? Roll no one. Uh, so you... I'm just, I'm just <laughs> way too zoned on um, just how badly this event has happened. Well, I tried. Well, you got an eight. I got an eight. Does not hit. Uh, Dang it. Yep. There was a possibility. Uh, there was, but, but not I tried my hardest. <laughs> like, terrible. I don't even know. Just terrible. Yep. Okay. I keep forgetting to give you inspiration. I don't do, play. Do <laughs> I don't play. <laughs> How does these work? Uh, it's, it's Cabot's turn. Oh, yeah. It's Cabot's turn. Now. So I just got done trying to be helpful and productive in the inspiration of Calvatia, and uh, it didn't work out at all, and I'm like, well... I guess I tried. Um, I'm. There's one guy left. Yep. I think I'm done with spells because I'm done with spells. <laughs> um, and I'm going to. You're gonna see this cool thing where he takes this pen, his actual pen, uh, and he's gonna spin it around his fingers, hold it uh, so that the tip is facing the. Is this his fountain pen? Melee. Yeah. This is his all-purpose tool fountain pen, and he's going to. Click a button on the back, and the quill tip is going to launch out in dart form. Mm. And he is going to make a dart attack against a 24. Yes, that hits. Don't worry, I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) What is this? For a max damage of 10 damage. I like it. He's looking pretty hurt. Oh, you still have a chance. But he's not. You still have a chance. You still have a chance. Uh, Is your spiritual weapon still up? Uh, yes. Yeah, I mean, you could yes, try is. to take him you out could, there. You could do it. You were rolling so poorly. I was. Here we go. Here. Spiritual weapon. Nat oh. 20. That hits. Does a cr- spiritual weapon critical? I think that is. You crit. So it's double damage. <laughs> 14 damage. No. The plus two isn't added. 12 damage. 12 damage. 12 damage. How do you want to do this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so helpful. It's your festival. Yeah. I'm yeah. just here to help. Um, I think I 
in tandem, the two pens, right? My fountain pen and the spiritual weapon pen click an equal button, one spiritually and one really, and the two quill tips of both devices launch in and stab into this present, and it explodes. And the box explodes, I think. Yes. And I get to see what's inside of this one. This, inside of this one, <laughs> is your, this is going to be your reward. Oh. Uh, uh, Kalvesh will get one too, but, uh, your reward is inside inside of this box is wrapped in paper uh, with a little tag that says spicy burrito, <laughs> uh, beware of actual flames. Oh, sweet. So I get to eat this and... It, it, this is essentially a burrito fire breath. Okay, okay. So it does come out of the mouth, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, I was just checking. Um, okay, then that is my turn, and yeah. we are done? You are done. I look around and see how everybody else is doing fighting these... I mean, there were so many presents. Uh, most most of the presents ha- had been defeated by the time you got there. So uh, every you guys can easily wrap up this. <laughs> wrap up this. Uh, <laughs> uh, fight. No, nothing else required. The rock has taken, Glaciera has taken out several, uh, several, like, almost a hundred of these presents. Nice. Uh, she's very good at fighting presents, apparently. And, um, Nettle rushes over, is like, like, you came back. She basically says, you came back! Uh, and... Wow, Glacier is really big up close and kind of is, everybody is kind of amazed at how you brought the rock back. Are the, are the villagers starting to come back? Or sorry, townspeople, are they coming back in to like see things? Yes. Okay, I take this opportunity to to quickly like relight my torches. I'm, I'm pulling out powder. I'm not hiding my magic tricks right now because it just has to happen. I'm pointing at, um, I'm pointing at Nettle and my intern, Aiden, I remember his name and just, just doing the get things going thing and I shout out uh, happy festival townspeople of Athon um, please welcome Glaciera to our holiday festivities enjoy and then I wave my hands in the air and I'm shooting up extra extra fireworks to sky right the like happy holidays um, welcome, Glaciera. Athon loves you. And she, um, uh, she looks up at this and gives a, ple- a pleased, uh, a pleased scrock. And I'm hoping <laughs> that Aiden's got my fireworks going, and we're yes. just pounding this festival into the, you know, we're just blasting it into into being. The fireworks are perfectly timed because now it is uh, nighttime, uh, sunset, and. Uh, the fireworks light up the sky. Your sky right is beautiful. And uh, at the end of the festivities, Glaciera takes off, um, probably to go out uh, hunt something. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming there's no elephants here, but... Uh, not nearby, but maybe somewhere out yeah. there there's a poor elephant. <laughs> that's not going to have a good happy holiday. No, no, they are not. But uh, as she flies off and... The gift giving commences. Calvesha, your gift, a box with a bag in it. Uh, it's a boxed bag of beans. 
Oh, um, okay. Uh, with a tag that says, say command word, and these become edible. Don't blame me for the side effects. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and oh, uh, this is anonymous. And uh, these are essentially beans of gaseous form. You can... Uh, <laughs> And if you, if you eat is the them. gaseous form what she turns into or creates? <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about burritos Boom. of flame. <laughs> well, we, need right, not, right. we need to not be near each other when we uh, use our items. Okay. Uh, both for you to answer your question. And um, Glacier takes off uh, at the end of the skiv giving and I it think commences. I... As I the think white I, snow begins to fall. Oh, beautiful. I think I turned to Calvasia and I'm like, well, I have got to say that was the most bizarre, ridiculous, and amazingly fascinating holiday festival that I have ever experienced. Does both of you forget the name. Snowlight, I remembered, but I'm choosing. Um, Cabot doesn't remember. I like it. The dad remembers. <laughs> and, and I... I say, Mr. Cranberry, I, I really hope that you can write of the Snow Light Festival and Athon and <clears throat> my, myself um, <laughs> in, in a positive light. Um, I can't wait to read what you have to say. And I assure her that all will know of Calvatia the Courageous, Bogwitch of Athon, who deserves to run every festival as far as I'm concerned from here until time ends in the universe. Calvatia just breathes <laughs> a huge sigh of relief and um, she's ready to go take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Nettle uh, goes ahead and, and gets, uh, gets your bed prepared for you. Best assistant. And then I immediately make my way over to the Rock Rock candy booth. <laughs> And stock up for a journey elsewhere. Buy elsewhere. out the rest of his stock. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, though that will cost you. Uh, you do, do you friends him again? No, I point to the fact that we saved the festival. <laughs> he 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 gives you them for free. <laughs> ah, that's right. They he does. And I pat him on the back and I say, "Good man." And I wander off, crunching on weird rock candy. You. Can go take a nap. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so after all of this, yes, you can go take a nap. Um, we uh, switch to a very anticlimactic scene <laughs> of, of Glaciera flying back to her uh, to her mountain airplane hangar nest uh, late in the night, long after the festivities have en- have ended, and um, the snowblower is there is still uh failing to flip over and it's uh one of its treads is busted up it's trying to flip over <laughs> and uh Glacier just uh swoops down grabs it off of the edge and brings it back into her nest and then uh promptly stomps on it <laughs> several times and adds it to her nest there you go <laughs> And that's the end of the adventurous uh, Christmas special. Hey, we did it. With a very anticlimactic scene and Calvatia wanting to go take a nap. <laughs> and Cabot consuming too many rock candies until he gets his stomach ache. <laughs> <laughs> I would like you to make a constitution saving throw. <laughs> 20. You 
chow down on these, and <laughs> you are. Uh, I'm a professional. You're a professional candy, candy eater. Candy eater. <laughs> I am a rock gnome. Ah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, well, thank you to the mom. Uh, first time. Yes. Viewer, not viewer. First time <laughs> attender. Yeah. Yes. What do you want to call it? Uh, first time, first time special guest. First time special guest, not last time special guest. Maybe no. if we can Hopefully. rope her back in. Yeah. Calvatia is available in Athon for all of your events. <laughs> um, come plan your party, uh, birthday parties, <laughs> wedding events. Um, Are you doing an ad for Calvatia right now? <laughs> yeah. Possibly. Uh, join me in Athon. I have the best event planner and elsewhere. There you go. And that is... Uh, this and uh, this was sponsored by the Adventurous Podcast. Thank you all very much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, daughter, for doing such a good job dungeon mastering. Thank you. Yay! Yay. Uh, thank you all for listening, and uh, stay tuned next week for a normal episode. We'll get back into the story of Kia and Flibbit and the journey to elsewhere. <laughs> but for now, happy holidays! Happy, happy holidays. holidays! And we'll see you next time on. on- Adventurous! Adventurous.